<laughs> All right. Well, I love to open up these times with just a little scripture and one that has really uh, touched my heart. Um, really, this past year, as the Lord has really had us in a season of just seeing the church in America exposed um, to this nation of Saudi Arabia and 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 that he is pursuing these people, that he loves these people, and, and that he's inviting his body to be a part of his great work there. But Saudi, um, it's not normally in our flesh <laughs> a place that many people would go, especially people that are not Muslim, uh, because it's illegal to practice any other religion. And uh, yeah, so if you are to share the gospel, that is against the law. If you are to give Bibles, that's against the law. Um, if you are to pray for someone in the street, that's against the law. If you are to have any kind of church service, um, ministry meetings, that's uh, against the law. And it's punishable by deportation, so being immediately kicked out of the country. Uh, imprisonment or even death and so many times when I say that um, <laughs> it's like okay so <laughs> what is the punch punch line <laughs> why would I go to a place like that well there was a time in the Gospel of John um, when when many were leaving Jesus they had seen that the calling was too difficult, that the cost was too great, and, and they just couldn't do it any longer. And so in John, um, about, uh, let's see here, in verse 67, um, it says, So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. And isn't that the point? We have received the words of eternal life, assurance of eternity in paradise with the King of kings, or with the Lord of lords, with God Almighty. We have already been assured all that, but, but the reality is billions have not. Billions of people across the globe do not even have access to the words of eternal life. And so uh, really some years ago, uh, this became clear to me. And so the Lord started just knocking on the door of my heart that, that there um, was just this great adventure that he had for me. And, um, and that adventure might involve risk. It might in involve danger. Um, but it was for his glory. And um, I'll be honest, for some years I kind of wrestled with him on it. Um, but in 08, uh, the Lord finally um, got through to me. <laughs> um, and uh, I ended up in in uh, Jordan, and uh, that's actually where my wife and I met, because my wife is from 
Egypt, and, uh, and we were in a ministry training school. It's called a discipleship training school. Uh, it's with YWAM. Um, has anybody heard of it? <laughs> yeah? Okay. Um, and so in this school, they have a week all on the Holy Spirit. And, and in that week, the Lord just gave me this clear vision. It was, it was, it, it was so clear uh, what he had made me for. And in that vision, uh, he actually showed me the country of Saudi Arabia. And he confirmed for me that he was actually calling me to go to that land and to be a leader for him. And that this was actually the generation that Saudis would come home to him at that time and still today. That, that makes very little sense <laughs> because maybe at that time you, you could count the number of secret Saudi believers on one hand. Um, but that's what he was saying. And, um, and then he also showed me this picture of the army of the Lord coming into Saudi um, after the time that I would go in. And, uh, and with that, I received a promise from him that if I were to go, many would follow. And so, uh, but at that time, really Saudi was one of the places in the world that, that had the fewest missionaries. And, um, and, and so really this didn't make any sense either that there would be floods of missionaries coming into this country. And so I want to encourage you guys and gals, <laughs> brothers and sisters, that um, yeah, yeah, God, this God that we worship, he's an overcoming God. What, what uh, seems impossible to man is, is um, completely possible to God. And so, um, yeah, wherever you're at with the Lord, and if it looks like there's an impossibility in front of you, yeah, just trust him for it. Seek his face for it. And if he's giving you promises over your life, if, if he's pointing you to the scriptures, trust him for that, no matter how crazy it seems. And so, because what I can tell you that uh, over the last few years, we have seen the faithfulness of God all over these promises that he gave about 12 years ago. We would eventually get into Saudi as a family in 2013. And um, uh, at that time, really the only way missionaries were in Saudi um, was if they got a full-time job. And so we kind of call that tent making um, in missions uh, because that's what Paul did. He made tents and that's how he supported himself. And, and, and so there's... You can do full-time ministry, and there's also tent-making. And so really, that, that was the only way to be in Saudi. And really, those when we first got there, Saudi was um, really as conservative as it has always been. There were religious police that would really um, just survey the land, and um, they would be on the lookout for anyone that wasn't... Um, doing things in a way that was up to code as far as um, conservative Islam practices are concerned. So uh, if my wife was not covered the way they think 
a woman should be covered if her head wasn't covered and she didn't have the black gown or if she had too, too much makeup on or uh, she would be harassed by these police. If you were caught in a conversation that, that was anti-Islamic or anti-government, you would have a major problem from these r religious police. Um, and so there was just this major strain on the society that the, that, that the only expression that they could show is one that was respectful um, to this conservative way of life. Um, uh, the other thing is that fun was completely banned. So what I mean is uh, there were no cinemas, there was no entertainment, no public concerts. Um, all these things uh, just did not happen there. In fact, if you wanted to have fun, you would just leave the country. <laughs> and so um, many people would go to places like Dubai and a small island country called ba um, Bahrain. And, and uh, so that's how it was in that time. And very few Saudis were receptive to the gospel. And so we really went through about three and a half years that were just really tough. We really didn't see much fruit. We didn't have much fellowship. And so we were in the middle of the desert, actually, um, because, yeah, Saudi's just this big, barren <laughs> desert land. But it was also kind of like a spiritually desert time. But in the fall of 2016, everything changed. And so, um, yeah, really, as, as we have been traveling the country uh, for about the last two months and sharing um, in all sorts of places about this ministry, but we understand this nation is going under, going through a very challenging time. And uh, sometimes when you're going through a challenging time, you're not sure when that time will end, right? Um, but, but in God's timing, He can shift everything. And so that's what we saw. In the fall of 2016, uh, the Lord put the first Saudi believer uh, that we had ever known in our path. And um, yeah, this brother, he had faced great persecution. He was actually from Mecca, um, which, which is the focal point of Islam. And, um, and he had actually been disowned and he'd been imprisoned and beaten and... Um, Actually, most missionaries didn't want anything to do, do with him uh, because um, the government was so focused on them. But as we prayed, the Lord really led us to start walking with him and serving with him. And one brother knows other brothers and sisters. And so before we knew it, we had our little apartment was full of Saudi brothers and sisters in the Lord. And so we got the great honor uh, to see a Saudi church birthed. And, and also at that time, so, so kind of going into 2017, um, everything was changing. So those religious police that I told you about, um, that whole operation was banned. Um, and, and so the country was changing because actually the economy was crashing because the market for oil wasn't so great anymore. And they realized if, the, if they didn't make changes, that they'd be going back to those tents that they were in about 70 years ago. And uh, they didn't want to go, go there. And really, they saw that the only option to stabilize the economy uh, was to open up their borders, open it up to entertainment and tourism 
um, and business with the, with the rest of the world. And so they actually started to allow fun and entertainment. And, and with that, they um, created this new visa called an events visa. Sorry about that. <laughs> and it's, it's a, uh, yeah, so anyone in the world, if they wanted to go to an event in Saudi, so they started having concerts and WWE and <laughs> comedians and all this stuff. Um, if anyone wanted to go to Saudi to, to watch one of those events, they could get a 30-day visa. Does someone here like WWE? <laughs> okay. And then, uh, okay. Um, and so that's when we saw a crack in the armor, that, that, that the country was completely changing, that access in this, into the country uh, would really become a possibility. And then we thought of that vision that I was given uh, back in 08 um, of the army of the Lord coming into Saudi. And we realized that that time was very near. And so the Lord showed us that it was time to reposition how we did ministry. And so in the midst of just really just a fruitful season, the Lord actually directed us to go back to the States. And we were here for almost two years. But in that time, um, the Lord really showed us that, that as we were to go back, that we were to make two major changes. One was to have more time. And so to go back to Saudi in such a way where we could actually uh, do full-time ministry. And so actually Americans qualify for a five-year business visa. And so we would end up applying for that. But the other thing was, well, we are what you call YWAMers. <laughs> People in YWAM, they say they're YWAMers. And um, so in YWAM, there are bases in almost every country in the world except Saudi. And so we had actually served in Jordan where there was a base and we just saw the blessing to the ministry that that was. As we, there was a place to receive teams. Um, there was a place to, to offer ministry training. And in Saudi, the persecution is so great. Uh, really, when Saudis come to faith, they're usually disowned by their families. And uh, so they really need a place of refuge. And so, uh, yeah, the Lord was showing all this. And so really in 2019, we started casting vision for YWAM Saudi Arabia to actually see a ministry base in Saudi. And so, uh, yeah, really uh, the Lord only had us cast vision for about five months. And then by last September, he brought us back to Saudi um, much faster than we thought. Uh, we were severely underfunded <laughs> at that time. And, um, but, but he had provided enough funding to pay for the first six months of a larger property. Um, and so we always thought it would be better to be on the outskirts of the city because to have a ministry base in Saudi Arabia, it's completely illegal. <laughs> And so if you have less eyeballs on that, that seemed to be a good idea. But the Lord pretty much um, said, no, that's a boring idea. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I want you to get out of the boat with me and walk on water. And so actually he took us to the middle of the city. Um, so downtown um, in the capital 
of Saudi in a city called Riyadh. And um, he took us to this neighborhood of palaces. And he actually led us to a, to a palace. And we almost instantly realized this would one day become the ministry base that he had promised. And so uh, we knew that this palace was different from the others because it was for Jesus. And so we actually called it the Jesus Palace. <laughs> and the day before that, um, a historic moment happened in Saudi. For the first time in history, a tourist visa became available. And so now there, there is a tourist visa available to 49 nationalities, including Americans. Um, so I pray many of you guys come to Saudi and serve with us there. Um, and so, and that's actually what started to happen. This tourist visa, uh, yeah, was for 90 days. And so, um, and so really about a month later, we already saw brothers and sisters starting to, to come in and they would stay at the Jesus palace and they would serve with us. And um, by January, there were actually teams coming in. Uh, in fact, in January, the first um, YWAM Discipleship Training School outreach team came to Saudi. And from uh, what I know, um, that was the very first time that that had happened. But as teams came, they would really just swarm the city <laughs> uh, with the gospel of Christ. And this, this has not been the normal way to do ministry in Saudi um, usually you do everything behind closed doors, um, you know, really friendship evangelism, but street e evangelism was not common at all. But we just saw it was a new season in Saudi. And so all these teams would come in and um, even uh, we saw this new ministry launched at the Jesus Palace. Uh, we really sensed there needed to be a place where, where anyone in the body of Christ could just gather in fellowship and, and just to lift up the name of Jesus and to encourage one another and to pray for one another and to be equipped. And so um, actually this Jesus Palace, it had a basement like uh, you mentioned on the phone. I guess that was interesting. <laughs> so uh, normally what they do in Saudi, because church is completely illegal, uh, music is not thought very highly of, and so they'll find these houses with uh, basements, and then they soundproof all the walls, and then they turn it into a church. And so when we first saw the Jesus Palace, we saw this big empty room in the basement, and the Lord showed us one day that would be a church, that would be a place of ministry. And so actually while these teams were coming in, we had teams from YWAM Dubai, YWAM Tyler, Texas, um, Crew, maybe you heard of them, Campus Crusade for Christ. Uh, we had another YWAM team from Perth, Australia. Um, and we started this night that, that was called Elevate. And uh, it was all about elevating the name of Jesus. And actually, right before COVID, we had about 20 brothers and sisters there. And uh, yeah, some were Nigerian, some were Syrian. Uh, some were Filipino, and we actually had two Saudi um, brothers and sisters there. And, uh, and the sister that actually came, it was her first time to experience um, 
yeah, just having fellowship and time of prayer and worship with other believers. So um, really, we just share this to, to say it's an amazing time in Saudi. A country that was once closed is now open. And so really, uh, when we think about Saudi, we think about um, the Iron Curtain. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, when the Iron Curtain came down, um, actually Islam was the most aggressive to come in there and, and really they, they, they uh, consumed most of those countries um, and, and built many mosques and they really kind of took over the culture of those countries. But it's really our prayer as this happens once again, as a country that's been so closed opens up, that the gospel would come through, that the body of Christ would stand up. And, and so there, there, there are great opportunities uh, to partner in this ministry. First of all, we would love uh, this church to commit um, to the ministry in Saudi um, in prayer. That's so important. We believe the last decade there's been a real uptick in prayer for Saudi. And really what we've seen in the last few years is just a response to that. Uh, but you can also come. Yeah, we'd love to see like, like a missions team <laughs> come to Saudi and serve with us. You can go out and share the gospel. You can get involved in um, prayer ministries and worship ministries. Um, there's actually many underground ch churches that, that, that are looking for all sorts of ministry training. Um, there's just great opportunity um, to serve there. Um, but also there are great financial needs. Um, as, as we told you, we really, um, by the Lord's grace, we, we just stepped out in faith and, um, you know, started to rent this property. It's been amazing. The miracles that the Lord has done um, this past year, um, really through two brothers that we never knew before, um, we received another um, funding for another year and a half rent, <laughs> and then another amount for a lot of the renovations. So now this place is really set up. It has capacity uh, to host 18 single brothers, 18 single sisters, and about four families at once. So, so, so really a total capacity of about 40 to 50 brothers and sisters at the same time. So I think there's space for all of you. And... Um, and so, but yeah, currently we're really looking um, to see the financial side of, of the ministry stabilized a bit. So we're actually trusting the Lord to increase the monthly support of our family and of this base by $5,000 per month. And then there's a lump sum that we're trusting the Lord for that's about $77,000. And a big piece of that, we don't have vehicles. <laughs> so we have all these teams coming in. Um, but we have no vehicles. So to have vehicles, yeah, two large vehicles for all these teams coming in, th that would be a huge blessing. There are still some renovation needs. And then we're also looking to launch a tourism company because tourism is really on the rise. And as people look at our property, they just see groups of tourists coming in and going out. <laughs> and so we've realized that, because in Saudi you can't just say you're a missionary or this is a YWAM base, you need some kind of identity. And so we're trusting the Lord to see a tourism 
company launched as well. Um, but we just really pray that this church can just ha- can, can have eyes to see what the Lord is doing in these days. We really see Saudi as one, one of the major strongholds towards the gospel in these days. And so we'd love this church to prayerfully consider being involved as a God causes the breakthrough and brings light into the darkness. Thank you so much. I'm sorry if I exceeded my time, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, thank you, buddy. I, um, I, I want to encourage everyone. Um, I, I know I'm going to be praying, you know, about uh, if this is something we want to sow into as a house. But if you feel led specifically that maybe you want, you know, even if it was a small amount, if you wanted to give something to this ministry, let me know and we can set that up through Relentless and give that to him. That way, um, you, know, it, you know, you can keep track of that if you feel led. Just let me know after the service and then I can uh, let, let the, uh, this, this amazing uh, man, this couple, this family know. Is that okay? Everyone, awesome. I, I want to say, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know if um, Tiffany shared a little bit before you came um, up here with me that, uh, that the fact that you can even speak is a miracle. Is that correct? You, you want to say anything about that? Because this is going to tie in a little bit with what I have tonight, so if you don't mind. Okay, yeah, no, that's awesome. Praise the Lord. It's so awesome that, that at the beginning of our journey with Christ, when he's really transforming our hearts, um, that story, it can speak to people for the rest of our lives. And so, yeah, now I've been walking with the Lord for about 18 years. And, um, and, and just in, in these recent weeks, um, many people have wanted me to share with uh, how I first came to Christ. And so, yeah, it was very miraculous. Um, and so, really, uh, I grew up in a broken home, lots of divorce and drugs and abuse and so I actually had a speech impediment from the age of five until I met Christ when I was a freshman in college at the age of 19 um, and really when I went to college my religion was running and um, and so I, I, I went there to make the track team my dream was to run division one athletics as you can see, some things have changed. Um, <laughs> my wife is a very good cook. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's another reason you need to come to Saudi. But, <laughs> but, uh, um, but uh, yeah, so I went to college and I got cut from the team. And, and just my whole world crashed. And uh, I just could see that, that anything you invest your life into of this world it will perish. It will fail you. And so I actually went down quite a dark road. And then all I can say is that the Holy Spirit must have touched me, even though I didn't know who he was. But he started giving me these ideas of what if there is a God? And what if this God is eternal? What if he is living? And um, what if you can have a relationship with this living, eternal God? And by living for him, you can impact this world for eternity. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's quite a line of thought there. So, uh, I, so, so I said, I better go find this God. <laughs> and so really in 2002, 
some years ago now, um, I made it my New Year's resolution to find God. And, and um, I didn't know where I'd find him, but praise the Lord. The, the Lord first brought me to a church, and it was called Christian Life Center. So I said, oh, that's probably a good place that I can l- learn about God. And, <laughs> and, um, and so I started going there, and I started reading through the book of Matthew. And it was really just a time of falling in love with the person of Jesus and realizing that he's not just a person, but that he's God. Because his mentality, his teachings, his calling for humanity, it's not the way humans think at all. He says things like, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your enemy. Bless those who persecute you. And uh, so, so I quickly understood that, that a big part of following Jesus would be to love others. Well, I could barely talk. It would, it would take me about five minutes to put together a uh, sentence. Um, and so it just really wasn't fun to, to talk at all. And, um, and so, uh, well, I didn't understand the fullness of the gospel that actually God had done everything for me. <laughs> He had come from heaven to earth and taken on human flesh and been nailed to a cross and then raised to life three days later that I could have eternal life. And um, but yes, so I didn't realize all that. And uh, (laughs) and so I thought I could make a deal. And so (laughs) so my deal was, Lord, if you give me a voice, I will give you my life. And so the next day I. I. got invited by my campus minister to go on campus and just start sharing Jesus or what I knew about him. <laughs> and uh, so, so I thought, oh, well, this is a good way to see if the Lord has um, held up his end of the deal. <laughs> and so sure enough, I um, started trying to share with people and the Lord gave me a voice. And so that was really the, the beginning of my journey with Christ. So, um, yeah, so whatever um, challenge that you're facing, whatever obstacle you're facing, it's not too big for Jesus. So I hope that's a good lead-in. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Isn't that awesome? Come on, we got to give God some praise for that. Thank you so much. Um, I, 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 I heard that, you know, after that whole story about even beginning when he was sharing about how God led them to uh, Saudi Arabia, um, <clears throat> how, you know, it was like this impossible venture that he couldn't even get in the borders. And, and, and even before that, before he got the, 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 the notion from the Holy Spirit to go as a missionary over there that, you know, he was a runner that couldn't speak. And then he said, God, give me a voice and I'll give you my life. I and mean, that's just such a powerful, powerful testimony. And, you know, one thing we've really been talking about in this new wineskin idea is identity. And um, we've been talking about as a church that we can't let any, anything limit us. And um, I, I don't have a long teaching. It's already 720. Um, so, you know, we, we, we may get into prayer. We may not. Um, if we do, I'm not sure how long it'll be. But um, I, ha- I, I had some thoughts that this is not out of the new wineskin book. For those of you that m- might know, I, I, I've been kind of going in this book by Harold Eberly of a new wineskin, just some thoughts out of it and teaching some things. But 
God gave me some things for tonight specifically, and the reason I'm talking about this is because we have some people gone, and um, people have been asking, hey, we need to get this thing recorded um, so, so that we can uh, listen to this new wineskin teaching. So we're actually recording, and we're going to be putting it on the podcast. Um, but I want to start off <clears throat> just as a reminder of the scripture of, of this whole focus right now of Luke chapter 5, verses 37 to 38. And we've read this every week, but I'm going to read it every week. It says, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the new wine would burst the wineskins, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine must be stored in new wineskins. New wine must be stored in new wineskins. And uh, as I was praying about what that next part of new wineskin is about, God gave me something um, that's a little out there for some, but I believe it's something that we need to learn how to embrace again. And then God showed me something out of 2 Timothy that's a, a common scripture, um, and I don't know why I never really understood it to the depth that I understand it now, but I believe it's something that this house needs in order to move forward. So there's a passage labeled um, Israel's Wilderness Detour in, Ex- in Exodus. Um, it, it talks about um, following God uh, in a season of um, wilderness, uh, of, of, of unclear times, of navigating through hard uh, elements, if you will. And in this passage, <clears throat> Exodus chapter 13, verse 21, it says this, The Lord went ahead of them. Now, we've been talking about that in the kingless kingdom, how the Lord goes before you. So we are to follow the Lord because he's, he already knows what's ahead. He already knows what we need, right? Um, just like the Lord knew that um, he was a, a runner, but God wanted him to run a different race. Amen? Um, so the Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. You may have heard this referred to as a cloud by day, fire by night. They, that they were following cloud by day, fire by night in order to understand where God wanted them to go because that was the only compass they had. The only compass they had was a visible evidence of God's presence. That they were following a cloud by day, fire by night. Let's say that together. Cloud by day, fire by night. And I believe that we need to grow into an understanding of how God reveals himself. Because in walking into a new wineskin, the old wineskin was let's form God into what works for us in the weekly schedule of the American life. You know, the, the, we, we go to church on Sundays, right? Um, two years ago when we switched to Saturdays, no one wanted to do it. Um, in the congregation, and then when I said that we were we were thinking about going back to Sundays after two years of forming that culture, everyone said, "Heck no, we don't want to do Sundays anymore. Let's stick to Saturdays." But out of that, 
um, you know, when we came here, we couldn't have Sunday services, so we had already learned how to walk into a new idea of a Saturday service. And then when the Sundays opened up, now we are, are doubling the amount of people with Saturdays and Sundays. And this weekend, both services were pretty full. I think we uh, all together, and I, I, I know this, I don't have an exact number because we don't count anymore, but from what I understand, between the two services, we had uh, over 100 people, um, almost 20 kids at both services. Um, I, 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 I walked Sunday, I walked in there at 9.45, and I was like, oh my gosh, is this a daycare? Like, there were kids everywhere. I thought I was going to step on them like ants. And, um, <laughs> but it, it was, it's so amazing seeing that kind of thing, but the old wineskin, if you will, we have this form, this, uh, you know, we have Wednesday night equipping night, we have tomorrow we're doing Thursday night men's and women's Bible study, um, child care provided, um, and then we have the weekend experience, and everyone has their form of that. Everyone has a Sunday experience, everyone has small groups during the week, and where that's good, I think we have learned to depend on the form versus learning how to walk cloud by day, fire by night. Where if God wanted to direct us to do something new um, or if God said Not, don't meet here and meet there or if God sparked revival to the idea that he wanted us to start meeting every day, it gets a little uncomfortable because it doesn't fit in our form. And if we're going to become a house that is totally guided by what the Holy Spirit says, we've got to learn to embrace this idea of we're going where, where God is leading us to go versus trying to lead God into our form of means. It, 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 that, does that make sense? Uh, we have got to learn to say, even though we have this form of this is how Relentless operates right now, if God would say stop or if God would say increase, are we going to be the church that says no because we're used to this? Or are we going to be a people that says if God is leading us and we trust our leadership, will we go there? And I believe that is something needed for this house because as we go deeper and deeper into things of this nation, because, you know, Saudi Arabia is opening up and it seems like America is trying to close. And we've got to be ready to say, God, however you want us to meet, wherever you want us to meet, whatever you want us to do, are we going to become a people who are so passionate that we're going to go wherever his presence may be, whether it be in the, the, the comfort of a building or whether it be in the, the, the southern heat of a park or whether it be in cold nights where we literally have to build fires. What, what, what are we willing to do? Are we willing to be totally led by God and other churches think we're totally crazy? <clears throat> um, there, there, there's a church... Um, I probably shouldn't say it, but I'm going to because y'all know me by now. Um, but, you know, a live, a live church, um, we, we just partnered with them for the Pooler Fall Renewal. Um, they actually didn't have service this weekend. Can you guess why? Someone had COVID. And I understand why he shut it down. Because he said that, just, you know, he, he doesn't want to get sued by people. You know, and, uh, and that's his decision as leader of that house, and the people honored him. The, 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 the people said, okay, and, and I, I respect that. I honor that. That's what he feels led for God, God to do in that house. But let's say something like that were to happen with Relentless. Let's say something were to happen that made us say, hey, 
legally we can't come to the building? Wouldn't we be so passionate to where we would have the exact same amount of people that would come here meet in homes and a last-minute thing? And we all shake our heads, yes, but let's go back to March. Because when we were shut down, I tried to get people to host gatherings of 10, and I remember Kathy, she was trying to host gatherings, and she may have had one person show up, sometimes two, of, of this house. At one point, five or six, but it started going down. And, and, and the reason I'm bringing that to the and I know there's a lot of different people here now. I know that there's a whole it's a whole different uh, face, if you will. Uh, but I want to bring that to the table. We've got to be people who are willing to say wherever, whenever, and however. This is this okay? I'm 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 getting. I always say that this is okay. We don't need to follow <laughs> into a system. We don't need to fall into a system of religion. We need to be a hungry people to go wherever, whenever. And part of that, in learning how to be led by the Spirit, led by God in however, whenever, whoever, whatever, is an understanding of this next passage. And this is what really opened up my eyes to some things of what the new wineskin is going to look like. So I'm going to read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 to 22. Anybody want to comment on anything I just said before I move on? You got anything they want to say? Okay. Thank you. Just kidding. In a palace, that's funny, you're talking about palaces. In a palace, you find many kinds of containers and tableware for many different uses. Some are beautifully inlaid with gold or silver, but some are made of wood or earthenware. Some of them are used for banquets and special occasions and some for everyday use. So you have this picture of a house, a palace, a mansion. Um, and then in that palace, you have all these different types of cookware and tableware. You've got bowls that were specifically used for a banquet. And if you didn't have a banquet, that bowl wasn't used for another purpose. It was a banquet bowl. There was a dinner table. I mean, there was a dinner plate. That particular setting, if you will, you had it at dinner, but you wouldn't have it at lunch. And that plate wouldn't be used as a banquet because you had a banquet set. Um, you had certain um, tableware or dinnerware, whatever you want to call it, that was used for a king, used for someone in upper uh, uh, leadership and authority. Then you had some that were for peasants. You had certain things for certain uses, are we following? And you didn't interchange the use. Verse 21. But you, Timothy, must not see your life and ministry this way. Your life and ministry must not be disgraced, for you are to be a pure container of Christ dedicated to the honorable purposes of your master, prepared for every good work that he gives you to do. And before I read the next verse, I want to touch on that. He says, Timothy, you are not to be like those containers. I want you to be a pure container, ready to be used for whatever I want. And what God showed me in that was this is the current model of church. I'm a prophet 
So I'm going to stay in the prophetic realm and do nothing else. I'm an evangelist, and all I'm ever going to be is an evangelist. I'm an apostle. All I'm ever going to be is an apostle. I'm a worship leader. So if I'm not on the stage leading worship, I can't be used in any other degree. God says, those that's the picture of the containers in the palace. A certain bowl for a certain use, and if you're not in that use, you can't be used. God says, I want a pure container where I can do whatever I want, however I want to do it, through anyone I want to use, in any arena that you set your foot into. So in other words, and this, this is challenging me too, because one thing I say all the time on weekends is how God's gifted me as an apostolic leader and a teacher, but I'm not a pastor. But there are going to be moments in the fullness of Christ when God says, I don't need your apostolic gift and I don't need your teaching gift. I want to minister care for you that you won't receive yourself because you think you can't minister as a caring shepherd, but sometimes someone needs the caring shepherd and not the apostolic visionary. And am I such a pure container that I'm not going to say, God, I'm not going to operate in that sphere because this is what I'm supposed to operate in. And what we've done in the church is we have these people in leadership that say, if I'm not operating in my vein, then I'm not going to set my foot in it because, let's just be honest, I'm comfortable here and I don't want to go there. And we do it with personality types. Well, I'm an introvert, therefore God will not call me to evangelism. Say that to the man that couldn't speak that God said you're going to speak to the nations. Uh, or... I'm an extrovert, so I can't do one-on-one -on -one ministry. I, I don't know scripture, so I can't teach, right? Um, I, I'm not a very forgiving person, so God's not going to lead me in forgiveness or deliverance or let mercy flow through me or, well, my, my, my gifting is I, I speak in tongues and I'm a prophet, so God's not going to release words of knowledge through me. You are putting yourself in these lanes of containers, and God says, no, 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 pure container that I can do whatever I want with in any way I want, whenever I want, regardless of how you see yourself. So this new wineskin, we're, we're still honoring giftings, we're still honoring authorities. We're still honoring what God wants us to do. But with that honoring cannot come limitation. We can't say, I'm not called to that if God calls you in. Because he says, Timothy, I don't want you to be like this. This, this passage is actually, if you look in some tra translations, it's talking about Timothy as a new church leader. Uh, it says a young pastor in some translations. And, 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 and the writing to Timothy from Paul speaking on, on behalf of God is saying, Timothy, don't you get trapped into limiting yourself by a title or a gift. I want you to be so pure in your seeking that I can do whatever I want, however I want to do it. I'll use Justin as an example. Uh, Saturday night, Justin got up here and was used tremendously to speak 
um, prophetic words into people that he felt led to do. And it was well received. It was, it, those who were here that were Saturday night saw that. There was four or five people that he just spoke into and called things out of them. And there wasn't confusion. It wasn't weird. People celebrated. People praised God. So in that moment, Justin was acting as a what? A prophet, right? But if you were to see Justin in Forsyth Park on a Friday night, it's not so much prophetic as it is evangelistic. And then through that vein of evangelism, speaking to people, God ministers through words of knowledge, words of wisdom, prophetic words, whatever it is. Because it's not Justin's a prophet, it's Justin's a pure container. And he's going to operate however he wants. And maybe his strongest gifting is prophecy. But he's not limited to just that one thing. Does that make sense? And what we've done in the and this is the biggest arena for that that I've experienced in my life. Well, God uses me as a worship leader, and and you know I just don't have a heart for this and that and that. Well, then you're not a pure container. Because what should define your heart? Let me read the next scripture. I'm not say it. Verse twenty-two. <laughs> Run as fast as you can from all ambitions and lusts of youth and chase after all that's pure. Whatever builds up your faith and deepens your love must become your holy pursuit. Live in peace with all those who worship our Lord Jesus with pure hearts. Live in peace with all that worship the Lord with pure hearts. Leave your desires and run after all that builds your faith and what? Deepens your love. All pursuit should fall under two categories, building your faith and deepening your love. And if we are to run after God in such a way that builds our faith and love, your love transforms from I'm a piano player to I'm a whatever in the kingdom. I heard a teaching this week from Damon Thompson, and I talk about him a lot because that's just the vein I'm in. And he, it was funny, I talk about that a lot. At the beginning of his message, he said, uh, don't hide the fact that you're receiving from me because you want people to think it's your original thought. I was like, dang, I'm glad I've been talking about him. <laughs> but he said, um, um, oh, I lost it. I lost it. Holy Spirit, help me, help me, help me, help me. Um, deepening your love, deepening your faith, positions. I forgot what it was. I'm sorry. Lord, help me, help me find it. Just be patient with me. Yeah, something Damon said. I don't know what it was. I guess the Holy Spirit doesn't want me to release it yet. Is that okay? So we have got to get to this place where we're saying, God, whatever you want. Not limiting ourselves Full pursuit. We've walked too long in this make church work for me thing where it's a formed 
religion. It's a formed organization country club. And I, I just, I, I, I want to see us glow with a yearning for whatever and however. Um, that we're not limited to just what we're good at, but what is a pursuit of faith? I want to run into something that I have no idea how to do simply because the Holy Spirit told me to go. Kind of like what, uh, is it Mana? Mar Mana? What Mana was talking about. I'm supposed to go speak, but I, 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 it takes me five minutes to formula, formulate a sentence. And then Lord gave it to him. And then when God said go to Saudi, he didn't respond with it can't be done. He responded with how. And years later, stuff's opening up. God gave them a palace right in the middle of the city where it's illegal to practice Christianity. And he's not behind bars. But you know what he also said? He said, and I believe this just from feeling what you've been talking about, if he was behind bars, he would still be serving and not complaining. His wife would probably be crying. But, <laughs> but where is that in America anymore? And I know this is really simple tonight. I don't have something super deep and, you know, like... Um, Oh, wow, that, that's amazing. But, you know, we always ask the same questions. What's my role? What's my position? What, 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 what part do I play at Relentless? And, and I would challenge everyone to say, you play all parts. Under a submitted house. Because they were following cloud by day, fire by night. But they were also listening to Moses with where he felt like the cloud by day, fire by night was taking them. So there's an, there's an order, there's an honor, there's an honor up, there's an honor down, there's an honor to the side, there's an honor of we're all on the same plane. Honor, 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 but God, what would you have us do? What would you have us walk into? Like, 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 like what would happen if, if, if you know, we, 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 we plan to have Saturday and Sunday services next week, and then you hear Kyle get on the phone or Facebook or MailChimp or whatever it is and say, hey, God said we're supposed to meet Friday and not have a weekend service. Would you cancel your plans and be there? Or would you say, I can't be there because I have plans? Like how, like how much are we really invested into this idea that we're a family moving cloud by day, fire by night? Are, are, are we really, like, and I know that's a, that's a lot. But like, are we there or should I speak it so we can understand we need to get there? Because, like, what if it was something as crazy as God said, tell the people we're going to meet Friday and not this weekend, and there was something about the honoring and obedience of that time that God would burst something out, but we missed it because everyone had our own plans. Like, do you trust that I hear God that much? You know, what if God came through someone with a prophetic gifting in this house and said, Kyle, I really feel like we need, we need to meet Friday night and not this weekend, and I honored that. Like, are we, are we there? Are, and I know that's very weird and very different. But why not? Don't worry. I'm, I, don't, I don't feel like God's telling me just to do it this weekend. 
But new, new wineskin, right? Like whenever, however, whatever, whoever. Has anyone got anything to say? Speak something? Anybody got anything they want to share? Is, is this, are, are y'all receiving this? Yeah? I, um, I don't know. This, there, there's been a, a shift in my heart to just whatever, God. And if you know anything about me, I'm a very planned person. I'm a very this is what we do type of person. I, I'm, I, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's me, it, managing things. You know, I, I, was, um, I was talking to, to, to Crystal earlier about, you know, she's taken over a lot of uh, uh, mostly all the admin stuff, taking that off my plate. But see what it's already causing? It's causing me to search for other things. So if, if I do something crazy, I'll just blame her <laughs> or God. But, uh, you know, we were talking earlier, and, uh, I, you know, she, she's, she's helping develop a whole new system for um, following up with our first-time guests and, and, and visitors. And um, I put her on the workflow thing so she could call someone that came this weekend, and, and she was like, so do you want me to just do what you've been doing, or do you want me to wait till?" We have a meeting, and I was like, listen, I've given you the okay. You do it. If people got a problem with it, they'll answer to me, right? And, and, sh- and she just felt, is this okay to talk about? I mean, it's too late to ask, but, um, <laughs> but she just felt such a freedom for me to say, no, I've, I've already given you permission to do it. We don't need to vote on it. Like, that culture, like, wh- wh- whatever, however, like, we didn't have a plan to bring on another outreach partner for Saudi Arabia, just being honest. We didn't have a plan the budget to add another outreach partner. But what if through this God said, do it? Are we willing? Or are you going to say, well, let me see the numbers. What do you bring in per week? Is that following God or following the pocketbook? Because what, what if the increase needed came from sowing the seed? That new wineskin. You know, what, 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 if part of the new, <laughs> what if part of the new wineskin was... And this is not a dig at anyone in here because, you know, we, we've got childcare now because we want families to come here. So this is not a personal dig. This is just an idea that just came into my head just to make sure everyone knows. You know, what if, for, what if one day God said, I want all the kids in the sermon, even if they're yelling and running around? Well, I need childcare so I can focus. But what if, what if there was something that should have been deposited in the kids that night? And we have no idea that it gets deposited. And 20 years later, you hear them reciting what was thrown in that night. Like, and I'm not planning on that. I'm just saying, like, what if? Like, think about the idea of a worship experience. That's a bowl. What if God wanted to, you know, in the idea of the palace, what if God's saying, well, I want that bowl to look a little different tonight? You know, like, what, what the bowl for Saturday and Sunday is, you know, worship and teaching and maybe an altar call and uh, offering time. Well, what, what, what if, you know, this weekend God just said, I, 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 just, I, just, I just want you to, to teach the entire time? Or what if God said, I don't want any teaching this weekend. I just want you to, to worship and sing until the, the, the congregation gets so on fire that they're pulling, that the, the team is trying to follow, the worship team is trying to follow y'all versus y'all follow, what, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, like what, what, what if that was needed? 
What, what, what if God said, hey, you know, this weekend, uh, I want you to cancel Sunday and y'all meet Saturday. I want you to cancel Saturday and y'all meet Sunday. And I want y'all to come together and all I want you to do is learn how to worship because you ain't doing it quite yet. Like, what if that was what he wanted? You, you know, what, what if one weekend God said, turn off the sound system and do, have no instruments and y'all just learn to sing together and get embarrassed and do it with the lights on and not turn the lights off and not get hidden but just get exposed? You know, like... Do y'all know what I'm like? I don't, I don't, I don't know where to go with this. It's just whatever. Stir it up. I want to, I want to, I want to be walking in that band of cloud by day, fire by night. You know what if, what if God one week said, "Hey Kyle, I want you to cancel all gatherings at five five and tell people to open up their homes." Will we be invested or, well, I've got so much to do and i got to get up early the next morning and, you know, I'll pray for y'all, though. You know, are we, are we going to go there? And again, this is not in my plans. As far as plans and, you know, we're going to have our regular weekly things for now, but we have to be prepared for whatever. And we can't be limited to this is your gift and this is your place. We have to be willing to say, God, what, 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 what do you want me to do? And the way we can get equipped for that is you cannot just rely on God's going to do it through me. There has to be a partnership with preparation. You know what the preparation is? Seeking and not dependent on me to teach you how to. You, you want to be ready to minister at your workplace? That's going to require a whole new level of personal seeking. Crystal Claus, uh, um, it's kind of a cool name, cool name for December. She, she's, a, she's a waitress at Henry's. And if, or, and if any of you ever want to eat breakfast, go there and tip her good. But <clears throat> she's based, every time I see her, she's giving more testimony about how the manager has to remind her that she's waiting and not preaching. <laughs> because she's just sharing the gospel. And it's kind of like in Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia, you're not allowed to be a Christian, if you will. Well, in restaurants, employees are not supposed to share their faith. And no one does it because they're scared they're going to get fired. Well, she does it every day, and guess what? She's still working. Do you trust in him that much if he's leading you to speak a word at a table? And if you get fired because of it, do you trust him that much that he's going to have a hand of protection over you? Or is it, well, I mean, I've got to keep my, my salary because I've got to provide for my family. And God says, I'll provide you in every need if you follow me. Like, where, where are those people at, Right. And, and it's not an intentional let me test God because that, that's where we get in trouble. I'm going to do what I want so I can show people my God's bigger and then you get fired and you're wondering why because maybe God didn't lead you to do that. Your flesh did. So that's why it says flee the desires of your flesh. If you're serving God so that people will hear you, so that you gain a platform, you're probably going to fail. If your desire is let me build a following, you're probably going to fail. I, 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 I'm not leading this house to try to gain a following. 
I'm leaving this house to raise up whoever happens to land here. People are landing here, and I have no idea why. But I love it. That's all I've really got. Uh, that reminded me of something, and then you just said it. If you studied the cloud by day, fire by night, it said the, it was a, the cloud was like a, a pillar. It, it, it was something that they saw. And, you know, Kathy just said that um, following the Holy Spirit, you see a tangible presence of God. Th these past few months, I've seen more growth in this church than ever. And when I, when I, I don't mean numbers. I'm talking about people more hungry, not embarrassed of God, not embarrassed of, of what we believe. So to me, that is a tangible fruit that we are following where God wants us. And we're, we're walking into new things like crazy. So many people coming that could, they're all, people are only hearing about us by word of mouth. Like, I love that. Where is this church? Well, we have Facebook. We have a sign-up. We have a website. You know, where, people are saying where. There's a reason God's keeping us hidden. People are being led here by, by seeing the presence of God. Do you realize that? Do you realize what we are a part of right now? It's, it's something that has not been seen in a long time. Um, I, I want to speak this over your friend, and I'm not giving you information, but um, your friend, and his wife was at the wedding. Um, <clears throat> you're, you've been praying for your friend, for his walk with God, and your wife was at the wedding, and she works with Marty, Right? Yeah, his wife works with Marty. So, like, think that couple, I, I've, been, I've been praying into this all day. There was a huge call in their life. And, and I, I know it because they're in position where they're surrounded by people who are growing and pulling on them without them even realizing it. So it may seem like they're totally ignoring everything, but they're not. There, there's, there's a pull on them. Um, so you keep seeking because they're going to see that presence in you and they're going to want to follow it not knowing why oh we're definitely going to do that y'all want to come up here you want to say, did you want to say something I just feel like that it's just uh, our our duty to do that um, because their feet will tread in in the middle of of what the world has or what the enemy has planted throughout the world right now. You know, I mean, it, there's such division. We we've experienced it in the United States when 9/11 happened. You know what it do? It turned it turned us. It, it became a Muslim thing. God wants Muslims too. And the thing is, is if 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 we claim to reach the ends of the earth, then our duty is 
at least to cover them in prayer. If it's financially, we do that. But I believe that if we're, if we're claiming to be an apostolic house, then we have authority where we stand and we send them with that. And so I, I, whatever that looks like, we, we need to pray for um, provision, however that is, to attach itself to them. God, God can do anything. So I feel like that is that we need to come together as a as a family and we need to bless them. We need to pray that when they walk, when their footsteps on the ground, that favor follows them. So that's right. Have you you've been there? I've been Let's everybody, I think everybody should go around this family.